Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. My goodness. All of a sudden, we're like handing Mac Jones a gold jacket or something. I don't know what is Super going Bowl on champions in the last the Patriots, 24 hours, but my goodness, have we come around on Mac Jones with the quickness. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. I'm Shea Cornette here with the guys this morning. If you want to give us a call, feel free. The phone number on the Dr. Pepper call-in line is 888-SAY-ESPN. It's 888-729-3776. We were asking you who you think might win Offensive Rookie of the Year in the NFL this year given the news of Mac Jones but this has also just opened up the floodgates in terms of what people think of Bill Belichick, Cam Newton, Mac Jones, etc. So give us a call if you've got something on your mind. Okay so guys yesterday we learned of the news that Cam uh, Newton will no longer be not only the starting quarterback in New England not even be on the roster in New England anymore going forward. It is going to be Mac Jones taking over the reins there and he is going to become the starter the QB1 if you will going forward for the Pats. And so before we get into anything else, your reaction to this news and why you think Bill Belichick made this decision, guys, legitimately one hour or more after saying that he thought Cam Newton was in a better place from this year to last year, and he thought that he was moving in the right direction. Why the sudden change, Key? Well, I don't think it was a sudden change. Belichick, prior to that, he probably already had his mind made up. He just had to address the media and certainly said that Cam Newton was in a better place. Didn't mean that he was in a better place for them, but much better quarterback than he was when he stepped into the building a year ago um you know you you look at the situation with cam newton they've given him an opportunity to try to resurrect his career it certainly looked like it was headed in their direction they drafted mac jones they went out in free agency and got a bunch of players to surround both of the quarterbacks with and and so when you start to break things down you look at the time that cam newton missed a week or so ago it gave an opportunity opened up the door even more of an opportunity for Mac Jones to now take the reps, not have to split the reps when Cam Newton was taking more reps leading up to that standpoint. And from what I feel, not everybody else, I think that also not being vaccinated also played a part in the Mm decision-making of Josh McDaniels along with Bill Belichick Mm -hmm. on what they wanted to do. You can't have a starting quarterback in a room full of people At the quarterback position, we saw what happened to the Denver Broncos a year ago. Mm -hmm. We saw Cam miss time a year ago when he contracted the COVID situation. So you don't want that to carry over into this year, and then all of a sudden you're faced with a situation that you didn't see coming. So they just decided to make a decision based on the way Mac Jones has played, also that way Cam Newton has handled the situation. You see, Key, this reminds me of the time I took the SAT back in the day. (laughs) When I'm looking at it and I'm like, damn, I don't know the answer. D, all the above, right? It's like all the things you just said all equate to why Bill Belichick made that decision. Mac Jones and the way he played in the preseason. Uh, Cam Newton and some of the COVID issues he had this year and being unvaccinated and what happened last year with a lot of players opting out. And one of the last things that I think kind of fits under D, all the above, man, there's something to be said about when a coach feels comfortable. Mac Jones did enough for Bill Belichick to feel comfortable with the decision of saying, you know what, Cam, superstar players, those are the guys that if you're unvaccinated, okay. I I have to have that risk. I have to take on that risk for that type of player. For Cam Newton, considering the fact that I'm comfortable with Mac Jones, I don't have to take on that risk with you. I don't have to do that. And I, I think that all those things played into why Bill Belichick made the decision. But I give him a lot of credit for being able to stand, hold your ground, and really not give in. I mean, he could have 
so many times talking to the media leaned one way or the other. It just proves, again, once again, you never know how Bill Belichick is going to play his hand. You <laughs> not, don't. No, not, not, not ever. Um, look, the, the vaccination situation I know is a hot-button topic among sports, among individuals, um, among all of us here, okay? And you can feel how you want to feel, but nonetheless, it, 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 in the NFL, there are rules. And this year, they are not going to bend and break based on if someone contracts COVID or not in terms of if you're in close contact or not. They are not going to change the schedule. They are not going to move things around. You miss, you miss. And you're going to have to deal if you are a head coach or a position coach or someone in that room, and that's just the fact. So it does become a liability then for that team going forward. And so that does happen to play a factor, I'm sure, in some decision-making. How can it not? Like, we're all human beings, and we're all looking at the bottom line at the end of the day and how it affects your team going forward. However, Jeff Darlington, who was on with us earlier here in KJZ's, our ESPN NFL reporter, said that the vaccination situation with Cam is not the deciding factor in New England. I believe that Mac Jones was going to win this job regardless of Cam Newton's status last week. Behind the scenes, Mac was doing all the things to put him in position to be the starter. We obviously saw what he was able to do on the field. He was going to win this job. If it's hot news in any capacity, it's because it puts on display some of the stringent rules that will follow unvaccinated players this year and make it more difficult on them. But ultimately, not news. Mac Jones, in my opinion, was going to win this job regardless of Cam Newton's vaccination status. Okay, so uh, that's a little different, I think, than the way the three of us felt. Uh, Yesterday, we were on the show before this news broke, legitimately 15 minutes prior, and all three of us thought Cam Newton was going to be the starting quarterback in New England, and that was kind of the foregone conclusion. Uh, I still do. I still still feel that way. Yeah, go ahead. I'm not changing how I felt yesterday, because I do (laughs) believe if Cam was vaccinated, Cam would be the starter. Key? I, I... Feel the same way. I just do. Um, I just do. I, I I get it. I understand it. Mac Jones has the starting job. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. He will take the snap, the first snap against the Miami Dolphins. But if Cam Newton wasn't in that situation, he would have been taking the first snap for the Miami Dolphins with a short leash. That's just what I feel and that's my opinion and that's kind of what I know so vaccinated players is a thing this year in the NFL and while Bill Belichick will not come out and straight up tell us this was a deciding factor in releasing Cam Newton um, Urban Meyer will tell you it is a deciding factor in terms of the way that he made his roster cuts yesterday here's the head coach of the Jags could you share with us whether a vaccinated versus unvaccinated player had an impact on a roster decision it's everyone was considered uh, that was part of the production. What's his, you know, let's start start talking about this. And then also, is he vaccinated or not? Uh, can I say that that was a decision maker? It was certainly in consideration. Okay, certainly in consideration. Yeah, <laughs> uh, do you appreciate the fact that Urban Meyer is being so forthcoming on this? Or do you feel like, eh, maybe you should have kept that to yourself? I love it. Can I you- really, I really don't care. I mean, to be honest with you, because I, I guess I already know. Um, when you're in this business and you deal with people on, in this business on an everyday basis, you already kind of know what they're thinking because you've had conversations with them about if a guy is not vaccinated, where he's at on the roster, all of the when you when you are a guy that makes seventy, eighty million dollars of guaranteed money and you're not vaccinated, guess what? Okay, we'll figure that out. Mm-hmm. Just wear your mask in the building, we'll figure it out. But when you're a guy only making Two million, and you're the forty fourth guy on the roster. 
you better might you you might want to take a look stronger at science. That's that's just kind of <laughs> what they're telling you. So I kind of I understand that I get it. It's just that Bill Belichick ain't telling everybody the situation, but Urban Meyer is. This is not college football, Urban Meyer. Such things as rules, the NFLPA, all those sort of things you got to kind of follow, buddy. Yeah, they're coming but, for you now. I, I guess that's where I get confused because I know the NFLPA is going to open up an investigation. But if this is the way 99.9% of every NFL team is thinking, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with stating that? Well, and I understand certain coaches like the couch, like I heard Frank Wright the other day saying, hey, I want everybody to be vaccinated. But obviously I, I have to keep informing people and it's their decision. And, and my thing is if it's well, see, Urban Meyer's decision – especially for mitigating that risk key for those people but, at the end of the roster for the rest of his team, that's his decision. Yeah, but you just you, you answered your own question, Jay, by saying you, you said what's wrong with that. Well, what's wrong with that is there's players and people in organizations that feel like you are being forced or they're being forced to do something that they don't want to do. Like they don't believe no. in certain things, right or wrong, they don't want to feel – Pushed against but, the but wall. But key, you have that option though, and, and this is what it comes down to. It, it's, I mean, you've seen companies go through this. You have the option because if it can, if the repercussions are that your team for unvaccinated unvaccinated players, if they lose a contest, uh, then or the game could be canceled due to unvaccinated players, their financial losses for the team too. Yes. Like yes. so, if there are those type of repercussions. You yes. have your option. If you don't want to be vaccinated, that's your choice. That doesn't mean that your choice doesn't come along with repercussions. Okay. It, 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 Let me it just... is true. It, all, all of those things are very true. I don't have a problem with the rules. I get it. I trust science, and I trust the people in the white coats. I get it. But there are people out there that have their own rights and beliefs. And so they put themselves in a position that these sort of things may happen where they're fired, cut, so on and so on. Okay, in May, Buffalo Bills general manager Brandon Bean drew the attention of the league when he said during an appearance on the team-sponsored One Bills live radio show that he would cut an unvaccinated player to get the team closer to herd immunity because it'd be an advantage, he said, and that is his quote. It would be an advantage for a team to have a normal off-season experience. Sources told ESPN's Dan Graziano this, that the NFL spoke with Bean about his comments at the time and said teams are prohibited from cutting players solely due to their vaccination status. Therefore, for Meyer, for this part of it, said vaccination status was one of the things considered, not that players were cut only because of their vaccination status. And so this is this is why it now becomes a thing, because it's already been looked at and already said, you can't do that. I just that. feel like the league talks out of both sides of his mouth, though. Well, you can you dance said, around whatever you want to dance around. I know. I, I'm just saying it feels like the league talks out of both sides of their mouth, because if you do have unvaccinated players and you do miss games because of an outbreak, then there are repercussions that come along with that. But at the same time, we don't want to tell people what to do. Yeah, you but you gotta, it's a lot of proving you got to do, Jay. You know I understand. I, yeah. They got to prove that Urban Meyer actually Did cut that. dudes yes. because, because they were. Not because it was just yeah. a factor. Right. Yeah, and, and the first thing they'll say is, well, the guy can't play. Yeah, Look, right. he did that, blah, blah, blah. You got to prove it. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance with more than 30 unique coverage options available. Progressive knows small business. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. All right, switching gears now and going to the New Orleans Saints because they have been displaced mm-hmm, from their normal mm-hmm, practice mm-hmm. facility and 
their week one game against the Packers is now up in the air in terms of where they're going to play that. And so we're going to dive a little further into the New Orleans Saints. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. I'm Shay Cornette here with the guys this morning. And he is Joe Horn, a four-time Pro Bowl wide receiver. He's also a former Saints wide receiver. And he covers the Saints for us here at ESPN. Good morning to you, Joe. He's joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Thanks for being with us this morning. So, unfortunately, the Saints have kind of been through this before, right? And so in 2005, what was it like for you guys when Hurricane Katrina displaced the Saints for the entire season? Like, how was that handled, and how do you think it's going to be similar for the Saints this year? Uh, good morning, first of all. Good morning, Joe. It was um, it was very hard, obviously, for you know for the people of New Orleans, for Louisiana, but they're very resilient, and they're not going anywhere. So we know that, you know, we've been through that before. So it was very hard, to say the least. What's up, Hollywood? My man, Key. What's good, baby? Oh, nothing much. Just watching everything from afar. Let me ask you this. How can the organization learn from the experience this time around from 2005? Well, man, um, we, we definitely know, and I know they know, you have to deal with it, especially being professional athletes. We get paid to, to play football, and we have to do exactly, you know, to be honest, we have to do what uh, the league um, allows us to do, and that's move with your football team. And we've been blessed, Key, to have the financial means to move our families out and to keep um, to take care of other people in Louisiana to, um, to build back the city. So I don't want to sit here and say that it's so difficult and it's so hard for the professional players because really it's really not. Maybe being displaced for a little while is uncomfortable, but when you have the money and you have the means, you have everything you need at your disposable at your at your disposable to be comfortable to play your football game. Now, for the citizens citizens of Louisiana, it's very difficult and it's very hard and it's sad. So, but getting over that and rebuilding is what makes Louisiana so strong. Joe, yesterday in the show, I was talking about when you are faced with adversity, there's an opportunity there for a lot of people. And one of the opportunities I see for Jameis Winston is considering everything that's happened, he's taken the time to learn under behind Drew Brees, Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Is there an opportunity for him, considering what the city is going through, to really almost do something similar to what Drew Brees did back when Hurricane Katrina first came through? I, I definitely believe it's an opportunity for Jameis after all he's been through. Um, he has an opportunity to put the city on his back and, um, and show the people what he's what he's learned from a from a Hall of Famer, a legend in Drew Brees. Um, I watch Jameis very closely, and I see that he's changed a little bit. I can see from the preseason games that he's more patient. He he, t- he takes his checkdowns instead of trying to uh, rush throws and make things happen like he did in Tampa Bay. So. I'm going to be very um, – it's very interesting to see how he takes this opportunity and changes his career. We're talking to Joe, Joe Horn right now, four-time Pro Bowl wide receiver, former receiver for the Saints, joining us here on the Goodyear Hotline on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Um, Joe, so Sean Payton said, I believe it was yesterday, basically this is – and Jay talked about the opportunity. This is an opportunity for not only the Saints to be together through something like this, but for them to come together. And he felt like in 2005 it actually brought the team closer, having to be displaced and go through this as a team. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Uh, Coach Payton has been through that before. Um, This is not a new rodeo for him. Like I said, it's very sad. Um, But 
being there and having the means to be there for the fans is outstanding for the football players. And it gives them another boost to, because we know they're in Louisiana. That's all they have. Um, football is everything to the, the saints are everything to Louisiana. And so they, the football team knows that that could take them over another level by playing for the fans and going through this and helping that city, helping the city rebuild or helping Louisiana rebuild. Joe, how much of an impact do you think this being away from the city for at least a month uh, will have on the Saints over the first part of the season? You know what, Jay, is um, I, I know guys want to be home. It's good to be in your own bed, to be with your family, going, taking your children to school or, or being comfortable to have to wake up and drive five or ten minutes to your practice facility to prepare for a game. But at the end of the day, um, the quicker that you understand that it's a business and you get paid millions of dollars to do your job that, and you know you have something to play for on top of being, being a professional, I think may, be, may help them. It's, it, it is a little difficult, but I don't want to overextend the fact of it being that difficult when you know everything is at your uh, – you have everything that you need to, to be a pro. Joe, let me ask you a personal question. What has it been like to watch your son I, – I just had my son four and a half months ago – I'm curious about this. Watch your son, J.C., play in his first preseason game with the Panthers and get ready for the season. Describe that feeling to me, man. Well, um, it's a blessing for me and my family to watch because him growing up, uh, we have have a blueprint. And to see him fulfilling that blueprint so far is is amazing for me. Um, I stay balanced. I don't have highs or lows, and that's what I taught J.C. growing up. He doesn't get too high. He doesn't get get too low. He stays balanced because he knows – that the NFL is a job. It's different as a rookie when you come in thinking it's play play and it's college, and it's di- then you know when you come in that it's a job. You people can laugh with you, the coaches can have fun with you, but the day that you don't do your job, you'll you'll see some different looks at you. And JC knows that, so he go, he takes his he takes his job as a job, and he and he, and he he's a professional all the way around already. Joe, in 1996, both you and I were drafted in the same draft, a loaded wide receiver class. When you look back at that draft class, which in my opinion is the number one draft class of all time, I know a lot of people think this is the Marino class because <laughs> of the quarterbacks, but our right. class clearly <laughs> is the number one class. Talk what great <laughs> memories do you have of the great class of 1996? Man, well, I do know, man. It's a, I remember the key. I remember the picture we took on ESPN front cover of the magazine, ESPN. Um, I don't know if you remember but they took that picture of all of us on the front page. And, and, and I saw it about maybe six months ago, man, and, and it, was, it gave me chill bumps because I saw a couple of the guys that's passed on. But that class, man, I don't want to say it'll never happen again because you just never know in life what may happen. But, man, it's, it's, it's exciting to know that the, the guys on that page, man, if not all probably Hall of Famers, uh, if not 80% of the guys, especially you, Key, it's, it's a blessing to know that I was a part of that group, man, to be coming out with a part of that group like that, exciting group like that. Mm-hmm. All right, Joe Horn, thank you so much for the insight this morning. We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Hollywood. You guys right, take care of yourself. God bless, man. My man. Take care. <laughs> See you, Joe. Um, all right, coming up next, we're going to talk to a former Patriots coordinator who was around when Tom Brady first got his start, and so maybe he sees some comparisons to that and Mac Jones. It's coming up next right here on Keyshawn, Jay Will and Zubin. As a fan, this is amazing. This no, is the is. time of the year. This is what we talked about. This is real, man. This is real. This is real. Are you ready? Because I'm ready.
This is Scott Van Pelt, and I'm ready. This is Keyshawn Johnson. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are ready. This is Stanford Steve, and I'm ready. This is the Bear, and I'm ready. Football is back, and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin and continues all day right here on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Oh yeah, return of the wow. map. Here he wow. is in his glory in New England. And if we aren't playing that song... Week one. I mean, we're doing something wrong, right? This is Keyshawn, Jay Will and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. I'm Shay Cornette here with the guys this morning. And we're going to that Goodyear Hotline right now because Charlie Weiss, who is a former Patriots offensive coordinator and has been high on Mac Jones from the beginning, I will say, is with us this morning. Good morning to you, Coach. Thanks for being with us this morning. And so I mentioned it. I know you've been riding that Mac Jones truck like from jump but yet still how surprised are you that Bill Belichick has decided he is indeed going to go with a rookie quarterback this season well first let me say good morning to everyone good before morning. we get to that good, good morning, morning and I, I just want to point out to all three of you that I never coached a more harder working player than Keyshawn Johnson <laughs> wow uh, so when people sit there People talk about Keyshawn. All I can tell you, I never coached anyone who worked any harder at his craft than him. Respect. Okay. All right. Now I got keep blushing, Charlie. You got keep blushing, Charlie. No, that's that's the truth. That is the absolute truth. I mean, when I I went to the Jets, you know, you go in, you know, with you know certain expectations and. I can tell you, no one worked harder than Keyshawn. Mm. He and, and if you told him he had something, he needed something to work on, he'd be there after practice when everyone else is in working on that something. So I have nothing but respect for Keyshawn. I can tell you. Um, now let's get to the Mac issue. Now, Shay, you've known this. The other guys don't know because we we had worked together. I mean, I felt that if there was a perfect person out there in this draft for the Patriots, for what the Patriots did, as I knew, 
when 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 I was there, it would be Mac Jones. And you know, all they've done is, you know, sped up the clock here. You can't have two quarterbacks on the team that two that do two different things. It really doesn't. It takes too much time. Unless you're getting into a gimmick offense where you're putting a guy like you know bringing Taysom Hill in to run a couple of you know you know wildcat type of plays. You know, it takes too much time. You need to have one offense. And really, the Patriots are built to play inside out, not outside in. You know, so they brought in these tight ends. They got these running backs. They got a good offensive line, and they got a good defense. So what does that tell you? Okay, it tells you you run and play action. You play to your defense. And when you need to throw drop back passes, I think that the young kid is, you know, meaning Mac was much better suited to throw the ball down the field than the veteran. Uh, Coach, how surprised – now, Now, knowing you guys, kind of when I say you guys, I mean the Bills, yourself, other coaches that's kind of been around us. What made Bill Belichick, that is, decide to go with a young rookie quarterback when that has not been the norm in the mm-hmm. tree family, as I call it? Yeah, I have to admit, Keyshawn, I was surprised at this move because all the tea leaves kind of indicated that they were going to start with Cam and, you know, probably somewhere during the year with without any preconceived notion when that would be that that they'd get back in there. So I was surprised. But that but that being said, that being said, in, in, re, in reality, when you're really looking at it, OK, and you're saying, OK. You know, why would they go with Mac to start off the year? I just think that they have, have confidence. They have confidence that they can run more of the Tommy Brady style of offense than the offense that they were trying to build around Cam. And I really think that that's really what they wanted to do. And, you know, it gives them the most familiarity. You know, it, the, the coaching staff is more in a comfort zone. And if you really look at the two quarterbacks, take all the personal things away and look at the two quarterbacks and who they are and how they play, Mac better fit, is a better fit. Coach, I, I was saying that earlier, that familiarity is, is an imperative word here, you know, especially with the way their sets work now with two tight ends and how they kind of retooled their backfield. It's interesting. What do you think the ceiling is for Mac Jones and the Patriots this season? I, I think that this puts them now as a contender to win the division, and it, they, they have a chance. They have a chance to contend for it all. They really do. I mean, I already had them. You know, as you know, everyone was writing them off and just handing the division to, to Buffalo. You know, and I, I think that Buffalo's got a really nice team. Okay, but I think that what what the Patriots have done in this off season. And and the direction they're going right now, they have just become a very dangerous team. Talking to Charlie Weiss right now, former Patriots offensive coordinator. And, Coach, you and I have talked a lot about this and the Patriots and the way that they're heading. But let's just be completely honest. Bill Belichick has gone a direction this offseason, and you kind of alluded to it, that he really has never gone before. And that is signing a ton of free agents and spending a lot of money through free agency and now starting a rookie quarterback. And so I guess the question is, why the sudden change in heart in philosophy and the way he's approaching this season? Is it because of the missed postseason last year? Is it because of the Tom Brady factor? Or is it just because he wants to be 
better? Like, why the change in philosophy in New England? Well, Shay, I've always said that that Belichick, of all the coaches I've ever been around, has the greatest foresight, not only insight, but the greatest foresight of any coach I've ever seen. And foresight is he's looking down the road. Mm -hmm. I think that he, he... not that he predicted COVID now, let's not get carried away. But I think that the, the going into last year and how everything was going down and anticipating the salary cap, you know, salary cap taking a significant drop and, and knowing how, you know, how his roster, who he was going to clear off his roster. And I thought he put himself in a great position to go ahead and make this move. And you say, well, he's never done it before. Well, we've never gone through a COVID year where the salary cap went down thirty million instead of going up, uh, going up ten million. I think he was better positioned than a lot of other teams, and he knew it. He knew what he wanted, and he was going to go after it aggressively. Coach, tell us this now. And there's a lot of people out there that's listening to KJZ right now, and I'm sure they want to know early comparisons because you had Tom Brady early and had success in winning a couple Super Bowls with him early in his career. How would you compare Mac Jones right now to Tom Brady when you first got him from Michigan? Well, I mean, Mac might be a little bit ahead of where Tommy was at the time because Tommy kind of got screwed his, when his senior year at, at Michigan because Michigan was four-speed and Drew Henson. So Tommy was only playing, you know, part-time his senior year at Michigan. And it seemed like every time they needed to, somebody to rally the troops, they, it was Tommy every time. But, you know, he was only getting half the reps when, you know, obviously Drew Henson wasn't in the same category as him. But as far as makeup and mentality, all the things that Tommy had, that, you know, Mac reminds me exactly of Tommy. Now, let's not put... I mean, Tommy's, you know, might be the greatest of all time. His first ballot Hall of Famer. Let's not put Mac in the Hall of Fame yet. He hasn't even played it down yet. But you, the question was the composition of what you're getting starting off with. And I think there are there are a lot of obvious similarities. Good stuff. Thanks so much, Coach, for your time this morning. We appreciate it. That's Coach Charlie Weiss joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Talk to you later. All right, Coach. Bye-bye. See ya. Um, all right. A, a lot of interesting stuff. You're a hard worker, baby. That's what we See, do. I never, I never said that, Key. But at least he gave you some props right out of the gate. I didn't know when he started saying Keyshawn. I'm like, where are we going with this? Yeah, Keyshawn was smiling. It's morning radio. Ear. We're only on coffee. No, I just, I just, <laughs> no, I just laugh at the Mishans and the, all those comments. And everybody that's ever played with me or coached with me that come on, they all say the same thing, and it just makes me laugh. That's all. That's good. You're setting a good precedent, Key. All right, so Bill Belichick just addressed the media. Like, just moments ago, he answered the question that all of us have been talking about all this morning. How much did the vaccine factor into the decision to release Cam Newton? We'll get the answer from the coach in New England after Jay has this from Dr. Pepper. College football fans, after an offseason that felt a little more off than usual, Fansville and Dr. Pepper invite you to celebrate because college football is back, baby, and so are the fans. Yes, it's the most wonderful time of the year again. The seasons of Saturdays, when rivalries run deep and nacho chips run even deeper. So crack open an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, warm up your cornhole tossing arm, and return to glory with an all-new season of Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. 
Hey, it's Greeny. And Wednesday, the Hall of Famer Jim Kelly among my guests will look ahead to what we expect to be a great season for his Bills and a close look at all the big quarterback moves getting made as we speak. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Are we here with this? Earth, Wind, and Fire, first day of September. On. We're all feeling good this morning. I'm Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests, join us on the Goodyear Hotline. We're dancing. Hopefully you are, too. Good morning to you all. If you're just waking up, maybe you're, like, under a sports rock from yesterday. Maybe. Well, if you are, um, Cam Newton was released from the Patriots, so he will not be playing quarterback, not starting, not backing up, nothing. Instead, it will be Mac Jones who will be the starter going forward for the Patriots. And so there's a lot of question marks as to why this happened. Did he truly just beat him out? Was there a vaccine issue there? Because Cam Newton's not vaccinated, had to miss some time last week in practice, missed some time last year. Um, What was it? We don't know. But we do know that Bill Belichick addressed the media moments ago and was asked the question that a lot of us have been wondering all morning long in terms of why Mac Jones is now the starter. Well, I'll let the coach tell you for himself. How much did um, having the, those three days to himself for Mac Jones help him uh, beat out Cam for that position? Yeah, I don't know. And just a quick follow-up, did Cam's vaccination status have anything to do with him being released? No. No, I I mean, look, you guys keep talking about that, and, you know, I would just point out that I don't know what the number is. I mean, you guys can look it up. You have the access to a lot of information, but the number of players and coaches and staff members that have, you know, been infected by COVID in this training camp who have been vaccinated is a pretty high number. So I I wouldn't lose sight of that. (laughs) 
<laughs> you gotta love Coach Belichick. Uh, Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin is brought to you by Mako. There are scratches and there are dents and unexpected natural events. If life throws you uh-ohs, just say better get Mako and head to Mako.com to get an online estimate today. I mean, that was the most Bill Belichick kind of answer you could possibly get. But he does bring up a good point. I mean, there are vaccinated people, players, personnel who have tested positive for COVID regardless of getting the shot or not. And yes, that obviously he says that is not the reason that they ultimately decided to move on from Cam Newton. But Key, I know you feel like maybe he's not telling the whole story. Well, Bill's smarter than Urban Meyer. That's for damn sure. <laughs> uh, he's not getting ready to reveal if it was a factor or not. He's just not. I mean, I, that, and, and I hope that we didn't anticipate him to be like, yeah, the reason I let him go is because he's not vaccinated. No, come on. Like, seriously. Mac Jones played his way into the starting role. Cam Newton opened up the door, and Mac Jones took it. That's that's it's it's that simple. It's not hard to see. It, it's not hard to see at all. And much like Charlie Weiss said, that was just on with us, a former offensive coordinator, Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator, assistant coach of the New England Patriots said, is that this gives them an opportunity to run a system in which they want to run and something that they like and they're familiar with, opposed to trying to figure out exactly what to do with Cam Newton. So you can't keep them both. So you let Cam go, get an opportunity to go play for someone else when the time presents itself, and now you start the clock early on Mac Jones. That's all. It, it, a lot of people have written off the New England Patriots based on Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl and them not winning one and based on what they did last year. But I would say whether Cam was the starter or Mac Jones, the New England Patriots are back. Ooh. I would agree with you, Key, and I would also say that every time I hear Bill Belichick talk, it reminds me of Russell Crowe in Beautiful Mind. It's just I don't know what you're thinking, but I feel like you're five levels above me. You know what I mean? And, and, and even him at a press conference, less is more. Yes, he made the point that vaccine players have tested positive. I am a person who took the vaccine yeah, and tested positive. We got our own right? example right Pulled here. Pulled up NBA right. Finals. Right. Uh, but that doesn't also mean that – being unvaccinated comes with bigger repercussions by NFL standards. So, look, Bill is going to make the right decision that's in the best interest for his team and what he feels like his team needs in order to be successful. And I put trust in the way he's built championship rosters that he's doing the same thing right now. It's so funny because we're obviously on air, so we couldn't listen to this press conference live. And so our producers gave us this cut, right, so we could understand what he was talking about. My first question was, well, did he say anything about why Mac Jones is going to be the starter, like of outside not. of what we just heard? And Absolutely the answer not. to me was no. He did. He said he doesn't want to talk about that. So this is all we're going to get from, from Coach Belichick. And, and Key, you're right. Like, there's no way we alluded to the fact that we're going to get more. But nonetheless, it's like we're always wanting him to say more. And he didn't uh, – what did he tell us? He just said it wasn't a fact. The fact that he wasn't vaccinated, not a factor. I do feel like the best two interviews in sports and and for different things. One, because Bill Belichick, you never know what he's going to say because he barely says anything. But you always have questions to ask because you're always lingering on the edge of your seat, wondering what the hell he's doing. And then Greg Popovich. I mean, those are like two of the best interviewers. And they're so similar. It's so similar and they're so sarcastic and they're so dry in their delivery. I just love listening to what both those guys have to say. You know, it's I've had. The, the, the fortunate enough, I've had the opportunity to do sit-down interviews for NFL Countdown with Bill Belichick. And, I mean, it's I guess I know him a little bit, so it's funny. I know what I expect to come out of his mouth when I'm asking him a question. He actually been on our show before, you know. So it's like I, I expected him. If you, if you were to ask me, 
when he addresses the media, what's he going to say? I would have told you simply nothing. Key, can you answer? He's giving you zero. Because you've had. Let's remove ourselves from the interview, Bill Belichick. Take me to a little bit of the intimate Bill Belichick, right? Like having drinks with Bill Belichick. Don't make that face. You know what I mean? Like, how is Bill Belichick when you're just having a drink with him relaxing? Like, what kind of conversations have you guys had? Man, Bill is just like everybody else, uh, Jay. He's, he's just like anybody that people think is a certain way. It's the total opposite. Like, he's fun. He's engaging. He's not boring to the point where you're like, oh, man, I got to get out of here with this dude. I don't want to yeah. be sitting here with him. It's not like that. It's, it, there's conversations that come up, and you'd be like, oh, did he just really say that? Even though I know he would never say that, and I would never repeat what he said. Well, because you, of the relationship. Right. You saw, like, his conversation with Nick Saban. I mean, there's the parallel there, too, that his relationship with Nick Saban, hence why he knows, knew so much about Mac Jones and the quarterback that he was. But I'm forgetting what channel it was on now that we saw the, the intimate conversation between them two and the relationship that they have. But I have a question now. Okay, so now that they have moved on from Ken Newton, obviously the Patriots turn a page, right? Today when they go out for practice or whatever, they turn a page. A week from Sunday, they're going to face the Miami Dolphins in week one. And now you know who your starter is. You, he can take all the reps with the ones. There's a different kind of focus, I would assume, now in New England and so how has this changed from yesterday to today in terms of the way you approach practice if you're on the offensive side of the ball key well you're game planning you're game planning for the Miami Dolphins and whatever Josh McDaniels come come up with from a game plan standpoint you try and execute it now if it was if if, if you're asking me with a crystal ball what are they going to do they're going to protect him that's first and foremost mm-hmm. they're going to protect him because one thing that you know when you coached under Bill Belichick, the Achilles heel. What what causes problems for the New England Patriots offensive system? Brian Flores knows that because he's set in those rooms. He's beat the New England Patriots in the past. So he understands, get at the quarterback, disrupt the timing, jam the wide receivers, apply pressure, all of those sort of things. So they know going in, we got to protect Mac Jones. We got to make sure that the offensive line is intact. The tight ends are helping out at, at times. We got to make sure the receivers are getting off their off their routes and catching the football. We're running the ball and opening gaping holes. Those are all the sort of things that get you prepared to start moving toward trying to beat the Miami Dolphins. Anything less than that, you'll lose the football game. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Like this is what they need to be doing now. Your game planning. Like we're what ten days away, I think, from next Sunday mm-hmm. at this point. Like ten, uh, eleven days away from next Sunday, as they get set to take on the Miami Dolphins. And then the other fun aspect of that is it's Tua now versus Mac Jones. Yes. Two guys very familiar, obviously, would be coming from Alabama, and both of them being in very similar systems in college. And now they're going to face each other on the football field. I think, what, a few days ago, none of us were circling this as a, a game we had to watch week one. Well, I'm one. watching it now. Well, now. Most definite watch. Especially for Tua, considering he's going into his second year and how much the game slows down for you your second year as opposed to your first. Yeah. Mm. It, it'll be interesting to see. But, man, has the narrative changed with the Alabama quarterbacks in the least amount of time? It feels like overnight now we are talking completely different about Jaylen the Alabama Hurts quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts didn't finish at Alabama, so let's not start that. Okay, but he started. So we can kind of, and he was, right? Like, I mean, we can kind of utilize that. All right, well, Jay, some, things, well some things stay the same. <laughs> One thing is different with Bill Belichick. We'll tell you what that is next. You're listening to KJZ on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. You wouldn't know what a tender is.